0: Hi. Hello, everyone. This is Councilwoman Mira Prinzeri of Ward B here in Jersey City, and I'd like to welcome you to our first podcast. We are going to be interviewing some of the people in Ward B that are doing work to help their fellow Jersey City residents um, during this time of COVID-19. There's a lot of great people doing a lot of great work. Unfortunately, we only have time to spotlight a handful of them, but we'll also be able to let you all know where you can... um, patronize local businesses that are helping or reach out to other residents that might be able to lend you a helping hand if you are in need. Uh, So first up, we have Amy Albert. She is the founder, director, and board president of Haven Center. So Amy, can you tell us a little bit about Haven Center and what you do there?
1: Yes, sure. Uh, Haven Adolescent Community Respite Center is four years old. Um, We uh, are in Roosevelt, and our work there is really to help young people and their families when uh, those young people are at risk of homelessness and incarceration due to family conflict.
0: Okay, great. And how long have you been operating
1: We have been operating for about four years, but when we started, we started um, in churches, mosques, um, synagogues, um, just having um, a weekly dinner. Now we serve about 300 young people at our house
0: on Roosevelt Avenue. That's fantastic. Um, So now, what are you doing, um, in addition to all of that, what are you doing to help the Jersey City community during COVID-19?
1: Our primary work has been with the young people we work with. We're finding that young people, um, we work with kids 12 to 21, uh, are dramatically affected by COVID um, in a couple of ways. Um, One of those ways is that uh, they're very isolated. And for our young people who already are in conflict with their families, this can be a real concern. Um, one of the young people we work with, um, had a conflict, uh, with his brother that led to his brother being incarcerated before this happened. Mom is quite resentful, uh, of the fact that the brother is incarcerated and the two are alone in the house. Um, this has created a situation where our young person who doesn't have solid access to, um, to the internet uh, is really isolated and alone and spends most of the time in his room um, not talking to anyone. So our work is really to keep in contact with him, we've gotten him access to the internet and he is doing one-on-one therapy with our staff. We also regularly work with him on his schoolwork. We're doing that for about 25 young, 25 families, about 50 young people right now. Um, and we're their primary source of contact. The other thing we're really focused on is helping young people to understand why they need to be follow quarantine rules. For mm-hmm. a lot of our young people, um, it's not uh, that simple of an equation. Um, they are really not clear um, that uh, it's more dangerous for them to be outside than at, in their homes. And, and they have some trade-offs they're considering there. Um, they're considering, you know, they, there may be family violence in the home. There may be uh, drug addiction in the home and but also developmentally young people are at a place where they the most important thing in their lives is their friends and so to be isolated from their friends in this moment is really emotionally traumatic and so that those are pieces but then also a lot of the young people who work at with at haven um have experienced community violence and so for them they they're already in danger all the time um and so this doesn't feel really different
0: i see i see um and so why why is this important to you
1: it's important to me because um i really care about jersey city um as a mom and a community member um i think it's really important for our um environment to be one where young people thrive um, and i i want to grow up and I want my I want my son to grow up in a community that um, feels like a community and I'm really proud of Jersey City and in, in the way that it's been a community through the years um, and I'm proud to be part of that
0: That's great. And then, so so considering all of the challenges that you have um, and the challenges that the young people have, um, understanding um, how we need to be living during this time, um, what has been the response from the Jersey City community to the work that you all are doing at Haven?
1: Um, We have been really overwhelmed with how positive the response has been. Um, I've been in touch with many, many of the community leaders throughout this time period. people have brought us things, people have donated things, people have asked us for a lot of assistance, yeah. um, and uh, it's really been a team effort. So I've been um, really happy to see that.
0: That's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really remarkable to see how many people step up and step in when mm-hmm. things get tough. Um, and were there any responses that surprised you?
1: Um. Sure. A lot of responses that surprised me, but the, I think the thing that has been most um, positively um, surprising to me has been the response of uh, the staff at Haven. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud um, that we have a staff of um, 10 people, who nine of whom live in Jersey City, the other of whom is a Newark resident. And um, they all grew up. Um, around here are really involved in the community and they've stepped up so tremendously um, Mm -hmm. and just really um, taken on doing things far beyond the call of duty to help the young people we work with. Um, So that's been really pretty awesome. That's,
0: that's fantastic. And on a more personal note, can you share one of your favorite COVID-19 memories or experiences? (laughs) Sure. Um,
1: so I have an eight year old and, uh, we've been in the new experience of, um, educating from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, my son is as most young people, his age are very excited by potty humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, in, in the first, uh, week of being at home, we did a lesson on biology and chemistry and, uh, anatomy based on the science of the fart. <laughs> so it was a um eye-opening experience for me but also just really <laughs> a, a nice moment to be with my son. I, I've been um it, it's been actually in terms of uh my relationship with my family mm-hmm. a really positive um time for us we've gotten to spend a lot more time together and as a a working mom who has two jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't get that time as much, um, as I do now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Even even as adults, I think a lot of people still like a good fart joke. Um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) But also, you know, that's uh, really wonderful that that you have been able to spend a lot of time with family because that is important, especially when things get tough. Um, So do you have any final thoughts and can you let people know how to contact your organization?
1: Yes. Um, So in terms of final thoughts, um, I think it's really important for us as parents and um, as community, adult community members to remember how, um, how much young people, um, are affected by this, even though they're not the primary victim, um, in our circumstances, uh, in in the circumstances we're in now, um, and most at risk of COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. so there are lots of ways that you can be in touch with Haven. Um, you can, call us. Um, my uh, Our um, line is 201-479-8784. Um, you can reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Haven Respite. Um, and we also have a website, www.havenrespite.org. Um, I also just, uh, I, I work in partnership with the Waterfront Project mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure people know if they're having housing issues during this time even though the courts are not open yet it's important to be in touch with the waterfront project uh, now so that we can start helping you so um, I uh, also invite folks to um, be in touch with the waterfront project so that we can help you with any housing issues you may have
0: okay that's that's great and also important to reiterate right now that um The governor signed an executive order um, to make sure that there are no evictions during this time. Right. And the Jersey City Council will be voting on May 6th on some stronger protections for um, rent freezes for tenants, um, now until around August. Um, But we will put information about the waterfront project in our list of resources for people. So Amy, thank you so much for your time and you and your family take good care and be safe.
1: Thank you and thank you so much for your service, Mayor.
0: All right, so, we are talking with Amy Wilson, and she was one of the first people in Jersey City to start making masks, if not the first. Um, so, Amy, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Sure. So, uh, I'm an artist, and I live on the west side in Ward B, in Mirrors Ward. And uh, I've been in my current neighborhood uh, close to 20 years. Um, and Jersey City, a little bit longer than that. And, uh, you know, I usually work at the School of Visual Arts in New York City, and I have a studio at Mana Contemporary. Um, and yeah, just, you know, this, this just started as like a bit of a side project, and it blew up and turned into something else entirely.
0: Wow. So, so obviously you're, you know, to helping the Jersey city community and larger community, you've been making masks. Mm -hmm. Um, When did you get started and
2: why did you get started? So I got started for very different reasons than I wound up continuing with it. Um, I got started uh, almost more or less as like a joke um, because I was seeing, you know, just these amazing pictures coming out of Asia of like, you know, very, very fashionably dressed young women, uh, in these, like, beautiful outfits, and then they had, like, white surgical masks on. And I just thought, oh, that's such a shame, you know, I should make some really cool masks. It seems like Americans are starting to maybe be a little more open to wearing masks a little more, you know. I just started as an experiment, buy some really cool cloth in Journal Square, make a couple of masks, you know, whatever. And I, And I really only meant to do it, you know, a few times, just as a, like, an experiment um they sold out immediately and almost instantly i started getting just demand from all over the place from people who were like begging me to to make masks um and it you know very very quickly this turned from something that i was doing to like have a little fun and be a little bit silly and maybe make a little extra money to something that I was like whoa this is actually a real need and this is something that um people are you know gonna really really need and that I need to step up and contribute to my community for um you know and like in the beginning it just sort of started with a couple of people like I have a friend whose kids have um a lot of anxiety about different things and they found that just like wearing a mask made them feel more comfortable so like I made them a bunch of masks you know it's like a sort of waded into it not realizing how what a big deal this was gonna turn out to be um so what I started doing was I started a, a program um, where I would sell a mask at full price, which was like $20. And then I would give away a ton of masks that I made. Um, and I was doing it all on trust. I was doing it where if, you know, someone wrote in and was like, I'm a low income person or fixed income or, you know, whatever your situation is, you don't have to give me any details or anything. Um, you say you need a free mask, you're getting a free mask. Mm -hmm. and um so I was just doing that for a while and between the two I made and distributed about 300 masks um and so and it was absolutely it was just this like frenetic burst of energy and work with you know also trying to handle like transitioning to working online and stuff like that um And I've had to, I've had to take a break. Um, Saturday was my last sort of official upload for a couple of weeks, I think, because supplies have gotten very, very, very difficult to get. Um, and, uh, and getting them out to people like going to the post office, things like that. There's been all kinds of cuts and it's just been very difficult. Um, so yeah, and in the in the midst of all this, I was also on the Brian Lair show, which was a total trip. And of course it meant that demand got crazy. <laughs> so I probably didn't need to add that to everything else because I already had my hands full, but uh it was an interesting experience.
0: Yeah, I can I can imagine. Brian Lair, that's been wow, good for you. It was um, crazy, yeah. Yeah. And so let me ask you, why why was it important to you to start? Making masks when you realize that they like the the impact it was having.
2: Um, I just saw like a lot of people who were reaching out to me who I thought had a very very basic need. They mm-hmm. just wanted to protect themselves, mm-hmm. um, and you know many of these people are people who are hourly workers or gig workers mm-hmm. or people who you know are so important to our economy. Um, and, you know, couldn't take off work and really could, we're in this bind where like they couldn't protect themselves. Um, and it was like, okay, anything I can do to help, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help them just, you know, that's just like a human, (laughs) human nice thing to do. So. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And so then, um, what's been the response from the Jersey city community specifically?
2: Um, it's been really, really intense. Mm -hmm. Um, it, Uh, There, there is tremendous need and there remains tremendous need. You know, one of the things, and I don't know how much you want to get into this, but one of the things that this has really, really brought to light Mm -hmm. is how connected uh, poverty and public health are and like how many people are in truly extraordinary situations, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, taking care of multiple children who are disabled or, you know, things like that, that just, they are just stretched the limit and then you add something like this to it and it just makes their lives so much more difficult. Um, You know, I'll, I'll say people have been incredibly generous, very, very sweet, very supportive. Um, you know, I had somebody figure out what my Venmo was and send me a bunch of money that, like, I, you know, didn't ask for and I didn't, you know, I was like, that was a very nice surprise. Um, you know, somebody sent me a Nintendo Switch, which was really incredible. <laughs> like, um, so people have been, like, really generous and very, very sweet and and really trying to be very supportive. But then, you know, the other side of that is just there is this incredible demand that is just not being met. Um,
0: yeah. yeah no very very real problems and 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 like there's immediate need not only for masks, but across so many different sectors um and that's probably a, a conversation for another part absolutely yeah that because there's the, yeah very between you know food pantries and even yeah. accessing unemployment and know the number of people living in apartments it's just yeah it's it's um that's definitely yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah it's (laughs) very serious and and something that we're you know i I hear about daily and it's just it's it's, it's very challenging it's very challenging um so so outside of the nintendo switch and people finding your venmo were there any other um responses that
2: surprised you um, you know, people have just been really, really nice. Um, I, you know, the, the things that have surprised me, um, I'm not sure are the best for a feel good section on a podcast. Um, because they're, they're genuinely what has really surprised me has been like the unbelievable tales of people suffering. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, on one hand, you've got, like, people who are very generous and are very kind and really want to help out and are just willing to do, you know, whatever. And then you've just got people who are so desperate and so much in need. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's one of the things that you intellectually know, and it's another thing. and I'm sure you've experienced this many times in your position, it's another thing to have someone writing you an email and being like, please, my son is asthmatic, and my daughter is autistic, and I'm a single mother, and I have to work at the grocery store, and I have nothing, and like, you know, what do I do? And like, I'm sitting here, and I'm all out of fabric, and I don't have any more supplies, and it's just heartbreaking to be like, I, you know, I want to help, but I can't, like, you know i'm a little limited because of different circumstances yeah no it's it, it it's yeah it's it's not in the
0: abstract at all anymore when you get those calls and you get those messages um and so so i'm i'm glad to know that you that there's generosity that covers that even though we know it's not nearly enough and it's not even reaching people because we could yeah. also talk about you know accessibility to basic things like the internet now for us. Right. So reach those people who aren't connected that way. Um, so, so before, before we move on to that discussion, cause we could go there and spend a lot of time on that yeah, pretty quickly. I'm sure. Um, so, wanna, so do you want to share like a, 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 like a favorite COVID-19 coronavirus experience or memory or something that sort of like shifted in the way that, that you do things that's, that, that sort of surprised
2: you? Um, I'm not coming up with much mirror. Um, uh, <laughs> can, uh, so, so something that surprised me, um, I don't know. And I'll say that probably the reason why I don't know is that I've been running on fumes this whole time. And I've just been like, i this is really the time like right now that I'm starting to like slow down and take stock of everything that's happened over the last six weeks or so. Um, Because I just really, I've been so busy with making Mm -hmm. all these masks and, you know, trying to connect everybody with resources that um, it's, you know, I I really haven't had a chance to just sort of slow down and and think about things. Mm -hmm. Um, So sorry. It's not a, That's
0: absolutely, absolutely fair. Like like that's, you know, I I oftentimes do find that when I finally slow down and stop, like that's when everything hits and that's yeah you you realize that, you know, it's, it's important to slow down and stop, but then, you know, sometimes it's, yeah, Yeah. I I, I get you, I get you. But any, any final thoughts?
2: Yeah. Can I just plug a couple of things? Absolutely. Okay. So, um, I created a website. And it's uh let's make masks dot okay. And if you go on there, there is a pattern and tutorial so you can make your own mask. There is mm-hmm. also a tutorial that I put together about how to make a mask um, without sewing. So if you need a no-sew option. There's one with very dorky pictures of me making myself a mask uh, out of like hairbands and, you know, a pillowcase. And so, so there's that. Um, and I'll also say that we've got, we've got several people in Jersey city who are also making masks. Mm-hmm. And if I could just plug them, that would be great. Um, my neighbor across the street, Carrie Lee Haas mm-hmm. is making them through um, boxer brothers is the name of her Etsy store and she is doing both uh, low income and full price options. Mm-hmm. And then the other person that I would recommend is Leslie Loan. Mm-hmm. Um, she is also local. She she can do contactless pickup. Um, and she is on Instagram as Hudson County threads. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if you have a place that we can dump some links or something. That'd be really cool. If not, yep. yeah, I'm trying
0: no, we we will certainly do that. Now that's to our list of resources for people, because we're trying to keep a live document going yep. that covers you know as as many of the needs out there as possible, because we know that there are a lot of a lot of great need right now. Right. Um. So, but Amy, thank you so much for the work you've been doing and the work you continue to do, yep. and take care and stay safe.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Mira.
0: So, next up, we have Siobhan Nester, a Ward B resident. Uh, Siobhan, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah,
3: um, I'm Siobhan. I've lived uh, in Ward B for the last uh, almost 13 years with my mm-hmm. family. Um, I have a husband and two sons, Graydon and Kean, who go to LCCS. I work for the Metropolitan Opera building costumes.
0: That's great. How long have you been at the Met?
3: Uh, this March would have been, was two years. Wow. And before that, I was at New York City Ballet.
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah, I have another friend who's a costume maker, and some of the photos she sends me, the work is a beautiful.
1: Yeah. Site.
0: So, why don't you let us know? Um, what are you doing to help the Jersey City community during the COVID nineteen?
3: Uh, I'm making fabric masks. When this all started, uh, a friend contacted me and said, uh, oh, you know, and this was back in March, she said, oh, you know, the spring is coming on, asthma season, people wear these fabric masks, I'm wondering if you have any, and if not, it might be a good thing to start doing, because Mm -hmm. now with COVID, people might need more, and I was like, oh, well, I don't really Know too much about it, and I don't want to make something that doesn't actually work or do any good. So I started doing some research and found um, different hospitals around the country were starting to ask for them, and they were starting to produce patterns and uh, material suggestions. And I, you know, I'm fortunate in that um, I have a studio in my home because I used to work from home when my kids were babies Mm -hmm. and like everybody who sews i collect just stuff everywhere if i find fabric i like i buy it or if i do a project and there's fabric left over i keep it um so i realized i have all of these materials and there were hospitals and doctors and nurses really nurses who were asking for these so i just started testing a few patterns trying them on myself my kids I figured pediatric patients might need them. I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs>
0: right,
3: right. Um, And I hit on a couple of patterns that I liked and I started making them with the intention to just give them to like the grocery store workers who work at uh, Bravo, which yeah. is, you know, where we get a lot of our stuff now, um, or my mail carrier, you know, people who have to be out. I didn't want to go out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, stay at home and shelter in place right now yeah
3: (laughs) but then more people started contacting me and a friend who I went to high school with
0: Mm -hmm.
3: actually asked if she could commission me to make some for the volunteer ambulance corps in our hometown wow where her nephew had just started working Mm -hmm. and that's what started me going and then eventually it was I was giving it to my mail carrier who mm-hmm. is a lovely woman. I now know. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I started posting on the local moms groups, mm-hmm. Jersey city moms, Facebook and our secret momfia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, I asking if anybody had connections to hospitals or doctor's offices that needed them
0: mm-hmm.
3: and people responded. So, um, once I got that shipment off to my hometown ambulance corps, mm-hmm. I started filling orders for, um, cardiology offices, uh, lactation consultants, another oh. mom in Ward B who's a doula. She contacted me to a couple of different, uh, doula, uh, groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of took off from there. I, uh, I've, quickly ran out of my own fabric because then the masks need to be made out of a hundred percent cotton. So I quickly ran out (laughs) and I put a call out to the mafia Mm -hmm. and they came through and I've got, I got yards upon yards upon yards of fabric uh, to make the masks out of. It was fantastic. Um, So I have had to purchase some materials. I've, you know, um, just, yeah. (laughs) And, and so people have also been contacting me privately Mm -hmm. uh, to sell to them individually, which I have. And I'm, so now it's kind of like a split of selling masks privately. I'm donating them or I'm selling them individually. I'm donating them to groups and hospitals and I've got the next batch off, uh, went off yesterday or last batch went off yesterday and the next batch, um, I think we'll be going to Jersey City Medical Center I need to find out if they still need and I have, I have to find the next <laughs> recipient so if anybody has any suggestions <laughs> let me know
0: hey, great and approximately how many masks have you made do you do you have a count or an idea or uh,
3: a couple weeks ago a friend told me I should keep track um, I'm about at 875
0: <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's great. That's 875 people that you're, you're helping. And that's, that's, that's really amazing. Um, so let me ask you, why is this important to you?
3: It's a few different reasons. Um, it started out as it's just something I can do. Right. At at the beginning compulsion where everybody was trying to figure out something that they could have some control over. (laughs) Um, And then it became my, it became my daily routine. Mm -hmm. Um, and as orders were coming in, it's funny, a friend asked me, you know, do you feel really good? And at that point I was like, no, I'm just feeling really busy, which is what I need. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and then, um, and then I started see, then I started dropping deliveries off Mm -hmm got a little bit braver. I put on a mask of my own and <laughs> went out. Um, and, and what what made me keep going, um, a woman had contacted me who works at Walgreens on Communipaw and JFK. Mm-hmm. And she had said, we have to wear masks, but we're running out of the disposable masks. And I don't think I was able to reconnect with her mm-hmm. um, privately until I, showed up at Walgreens and when I, I, she happened to be there and um, she was so grateful. She was so happy and it, it just felt really good as much as I wanted to run out of Walgreens at that moment because there were too many people there. <laughs> I I ran out and I was like, oh, that, that felt really good. That, that felt tangible. Yeah. Um, in a way that anonymous pickups from my stoop hadn't yet. <laughs> And we're now Facebook friends and (laughs) she seems lovely. (laughs)
0: That's, that's great. And I know you've basically touched on it with that one example and with um, some of the other ways that different people have helped you with like getting um, fabric and things like that. But um, so what's, what's been the response from the Jersey city community, like outside of those couple of examples?
3: It's been great. Um, I feel my closest uh, circle Mm -hmm. My two closest circles within Jersey City are my kids' school circle and this group of moms Mm -hmm. on the West Side, many of whom I've never met, but we have such honest conversations with one another
1: Mm -hmm.
3: online that they've been so supportive, you Mm -hmm. know, and encouraging and every so often reaching out saying, how are you doing? You're doing great this is awesome. Do you need anything else? How can we help? And it's just been amazing. I had um, one neighbor sent her daughter around the corner to drop off a stack of cut pieces for me so I could just get that right under my machine without cutting it. And so it's it's just been great. It's, you know, everybody's been so
0: supportive. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. And especially in times when we can't really be in contact with each other. It's nice to know that that support is still around us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then were there any responses that surprised you?
3: Um, the, the, yeah. Um, and it's not necessarily a great surprise. It was the people who wanted masks for their toddlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I made them. I didn't, I don't necessarily, I don't know. I, I feel conflicted about them. Uh huh. Um but people wanted them. <laughs> so that was a surprise, but maybe it shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, some I mean, of you, you know, you're gonna have different reactions to things and they you know, we are all having things that are sort of surprising in, in good and bad ways, just because yeah. this is also, you know, not a way that we're really used to living and yeah. thinking about that, living. Um, so, so now on a more personal note, um, can you share one of your favorite COVID-19 memories or experiences?
3: I don't think it's a specific memory. It's a. Uh, uh, it's more of just now my favorite state of being. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> I, I said I used to work from home when my kids were little.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And, um, so over the last six years, I've been working and I've been commuting to Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. which is about a, you know, in total every day is about a three-hour commute.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm. S- I forgot how much I enjoyed and being home and seeing the kids, and seeing them in a way throughout the day that um, really reveals the people that they've become, and the way that they manage situations and handle different situations, and and the way they've changed so much. Yeah, you know, in ways that I haven't necessarily noticed. Fully.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And and also watching them change through this situation itself, and yeah. seeing them mature in ways that I wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm really happy about.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's great. As we've all, you know, sort of been forced to slow down and shift and adjust, we hear a lot of stories like that. So that's I think that's fantastic. Um, and then, do you have any final thoughts?
3: Stay inside, stay safe, wear a mask if you need it. Um, I'm on a lot of the Westside mom Mom and also neighborhood groups. So if you need one or if you know of any frontline workers who need them, please reach out to me. I'm going to keep making as long as I have fabric and somebody has gifted me a large bolt of fabric. Uh, (laughs) So I'm going to keep going. And if you need them, they are free to any frontline workers, I'm happy to make that happen.
0: That's great, thank you. And thank you for your generosity and time. Um, Please, you and your family stay safe Thank you, and have a good afternoon. You too. All right, take care Siobhan. You too, bye-bye. Now, uh, next up we have Alan Mentha and he is another resident of Jersey City in Ward B doing some great work. So Alan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
4: Sure, sure. So I, uh, I'm the executive director director of Welcome Home Jersey City, which is uh, it's an all volunteer nonprofit that works with refugees, asylees, and asylum seekers. And I'm also uh, the co chair of our social action committee at Temple Bethel. Mm-hmm. So um, in those two capacities, um, I've been working with. Um, um, you know, uh, indigent um, neighbors in our community uh, on the south side in Ward B, mm. um, and it's been really gratifying work. We've been doing a lot. Okay. Um, so, so what?
0: So, then, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing to help the Jersey City community right now?
4: Sure, sure. Um, so, as far as the refugees are concerned, you know, we can't we can't meet them face to face as a group anymore, but we have been able to facilitate food drop-offs. A lot of the families uh, that we work with are food insecure and so using all of the strictest social distancing measures that we can including the use of face masks and gloves and uh, maintaining at least six feet of distance from each other we've been able to drop off food packages to all of our families and make sure that they have enough. We've also been working with them to enroll them in social services, where, for instance, um, their enrollment in in SNAP has uh, lapsed, uh, that's food stamps, Um, Mm -hmm. we can get them back on the rolls. And we've been working closely with the city, with the Department of Health and Human Services, on both of those scores, both with uh, food deliveries and with uh, enrolling our clients in social services. So in addition to food, though, we've been Um, distributing face masks, cloth face masks. So we uh, collaborate with other uh, similar uh, organizations in different places, such as Westchester. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the Westchester organizations that works with refugees employed a lot of refugees to, to, to make, to sew face masks. And uh, to distribute them to health workers in New York City and upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And they sent us a carton of uh, 100 face masks. That's just one organization that did that. So we're making sure that all the families we work with um, have those as well, since it might be difficult for them even to hear about the need for, for wearing face masks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then finally, we've been providing uh, technology uh, to, to To our clients uh, in the form of uh, Chromebooks for the children and uh, tablets with uh, keyboards for the adults uh, so that they can become connected if they aren't already connected with the broader community including their schools Mm -hmm. Uh, and of course the school systems now distributing laptops to to students who don't have them which is a great thing yeah Uh, but also um, other other clients who don't have children Um, it's more important than ever for not only for um, our clients to, to have the technology, to have the devices, but also to learn how to use them. So, um, and then at Temple Bethel, you know, we've had a food pantry uh, going on for several months, um, actually for over a year. Um, And, you know, the, the need has, has grown more acutely in recent weeks. You know, it's, You know, uh, and uh, and so, you know, our 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 stocks have been depleted. Uh, In fact, our our stocks were depleted last week and all it took was a simple message on Facebook. And within a couple of days we received and, you know, I get I get worked up when I talk about this, but a thousand dollars worth of uh, Amazon orders just for the uh, the food pantry. Um, So there has been an enormous amount of generosity in the jersey city community and it you know honestly um it doesn't come as a big surprise to me yeah um because i know that we are generous i I know that when i put the call out there for for laptops for the kids that we serve so that they have the the benefit of the same opportunities that uh you know our own children have Mm -hmm. that people are going to come through um so while i'm not surprised i have to say that i'm really delighted and it's, it's it really gives me hope
0: yeah, that's great. It's it's uh, wonderful to keep hearing stories like this about just the generosity and the way that people are learning how to adapt and adjust, adapt and adjust as volunteers. Because yeah. you know the traditional model is to organize and mobilize together, and that's very challenging and difficult when we're supposed to be six feet apart. That's so, right. You know, I think it, it's great to see that. Now, let me ask you, why why is this work important to you?
4: Well. I think that society is only as strong and, and this is not like an original statement by any means. It, it's, it's something that I think we le- all learn from, from um, our religious organizations, but our society is only as strong as our, as our weakest links. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do have, you know, Jersey city is a big city. Um, and we have all of uh, the structural um, uh problems that big cities face um, and i think it's up to to each of us to to face some of those challenges uh in times like this mm-hmm. and you know i you know, i've been working with refugees for about three and a half years and i've been you know volunteering at our synagogue for you know about that much time as well mm-hmm. but now more than ever it's time to step up uh because Otherwise, the tear in our social fabric is going to be so great that we're going to face uh, many more problems in the future than if than if we only had to deal with um, solving a medical issue.
0: Yeah. yeah. And one of our other interviewees, Amy Wilson, has sort of touched on some of the light this is shining on different parts of our communities and how vital it is that we take a look at that and figure out how to better, um, come up with better systems and solve for some of these as best we can. Uh, So I know you touched a little bit about the, on the generosity of um, the, you know, residents here, but, but can you talk a little bit more about the response from the Jersey City community?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in addition to sort of the, the, the the financial uh, generosity, there's been a real eagerness to, to connect with people. Mm -hmm. So for instance, one of the programs that Welcome home had has been has had for a, about a year and a half is a is a weekly gathering that we call fun club mm-hmm. it's an enrichment program where we help kids with homework and we teach English to the kids parents and we serve dinner and we do all this stuff and we have fun together and um, it's really the the backbone of our organization it's become, like the hub out of which all the other activities uh, emanate. Um, so obviously we're not gathering um, anymore at the Church of Latter-day Saints like we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we did instead was, uh, you know, we, well, we, we, made, we were making food distributions, but we're, we're, we, we've, we've just recently started a virtual fun club. Um, so we meet, well, we, once we did it via, via uh, Google Hangouts, um, and then last week or the week before we did, we use zoom. Mm-hmm. And so we're still, we're continuing to meet as a group, mm-hmm. as a community, you know, it's not just one-on-one uh, chats between individuals, but we can still come together. And we have a lot of people that are showing up, not only just our clients, but, but all of the volunteers who used to show up in person are showing up for these meetings because we miss each other, you know, mm-hmm. we, and, and, and that's a beautiful thing. And so it's, you know, that's one of the things that I, that I, I really admire about our community in, 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 in Jersey City. And I have to say that, you know, I always, at the risk of sounding Pollyanna-ish, you know, I'm always looking for the silver lining, for the, for the, for the benefit that we're seeing in all of this. Um, and I wish this pandemic weren't happening. But the fact of the matter is, is that for a long time, We've tried to connect our clients to volunteers so that the academic work that we do uh, at Fun Club once a week continues throughout the week. Right. You know, it's not just a once, like you can sit down for a half an hour with a child and work on homework, but that half an hour isn't really sufficient for most of these children who Mm -hmm. arrive here in the United States with like severe, uh, knowledge deficits, uh, according to their age. Um, and so they need a lot of help catching up. The parents don't speak English. Most of them don't when they arrive here. And, you know, as an adult, I mean, I I think any adult can attest to how difficult it is to learn a a second, a new language. Mm -hmm. Um, so they face enormous obstacles. And, um, and again, it's something that is much easier when you're doing when you're practicing consistently. Well, it's been really difficult to 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 make that happen, to make that ongoing learning through the week happen. Mm-hmm. But now, since we're communicating with each other virtually mm-hmm. and the communication is happening daily, we're starting to see these these relationships happen where, you know, we have um our volunteers have regular contact via zoom with kids during the week to help with homework mm-hmm. uh homework i mean all work is homework now right? right all school work and um and it's really really difficult for these children so so the thing that we weren't able to do for the first year and a half because we're all sort of forced to depend on uh digital technologies to communicate
0: yeah that's a that's a fantastic outcome around this. And so, so. speaking of which, are there any responses that sort of surprised you or that seemed like kind of unexpected?
4: Um, you know, I, I, I think, I feel like everything is a little bit uh, uh, surprising and unexpected. I mean, I, 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 we can't turn around right. and swim back in the opposite direction of the current. Mm-hmm. Um, all we have are our oars and we can kind of push away from the rock so we don't collide with anything. Uh, we have a little bit of... of uh, We have a little bit of control, but mm-hmm. not very much. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess what's been amazing, uh, which is a stronger word than surprising, is how organically we've been able to adapt to circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're not going to be able to provide our clients who've lost jobs with, you know, life-sustaining or income, really solid incomes uh, during this. Um, right. This is going to be a challenge. But as a community, we're, we're making do, And by staying in touch with each other and maintaining that connection with each other, we're able to address problems as we go along. And that's been, that's been pretty remarkable.
0: That's great. So, so now on, on a more personal note, um, okay. you know, can you share um, a, a new favorite COVID experience or maybe like a memory or some new kind of tradition that you and your family um, have discovered okay. is a nice thing coming out of all of this?
4: Oh gosh. Um, well, you know, last week was, uh, was a uh, spring break mm-hmm. uh, for, uh, teachers and students in, in Jersey city. And, uh, you know, we were going to visit family and obviously that's not happening. Uh, that didn't happen. So we found new ways to spend time together. And, um, we found new games to play and we found, uh, new things to watch on television, movie versions of Broadway shows. And, um, and they're very highly polished. Um, we really we've been able to really marvel at 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 the skill of these uh, Broadway um, in the past week and hey, we're we're making do um, um yeah. so
0: so I guess um any final thoughts and can you share how people can get in touch with um, Welcome Home and the food tem- pantry at Temple Bethel?
4: Sure, sure. Well, uh, Temple Beth. First of all, we 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 both have websites. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, by Googling Temple Bethel, B-E-T-H hyphen E-L in Jersey City, you'll find our website pretty quickly. And, um, and you'll be able to find the links both to donate to the um, Amazon wish list we mm-hmm. maintain for the food pantry. And if you're interested in uh, volunteering, there's a sign-up genius to volunteer. We only employ two people um, at a time so mm-hmm. as to avoid crowding amongst volunteers let alone with our clients Um, and there's no contact no uh, uh, we don't hand anything off to our clients Um, we put them on a table and the clients come and pick the stuff up off the table Mm -hmm. with with Welcome Home, again we have a website it's um, uh, welcomehomerefugees.org and uh, it's pretty easy to find and again there are there are links uh, to donate if you're interested in donating. If um, you want to write to us uh, and uh, ask us directly, um, you know, or, or, or offer a service, you can write us at hello.refugees.org. Great. Um, and uh, and I'll see that email for sure. Somebody will. Then we'll get back. We'll get back to you directly.
0: Great, thank you. And we'll be sure to put that information in our resource center page. Um, so, Alan, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I hope you guys stay safe, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side of this.
4: Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, uh, great work with everything that you're doing, all your initiatives. I, re- I really love the uh, the card writing to uh, to to the seniors here, and uh, as does my daughter. Um, so, uh, again, yeah, thank you for all you do, and 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 we'll. We'll give each other a hug before long, I hope.
0: That sounds great. Oh, and please tell her that her cards were beautiful. I love the butterflies.
4: (laughs) Oh, lovely. I will. Thanks a lot.
0: Thanks. Take care. There are a number of other individuals and groups that we had wanted to interview today, but unfortunately weren't able to. So first of all, I would like to say thank you and to recognize the South Hudson Civic Association um, with their standard bearer, freeholder Bill day and their chairs, uh, Chico Ramshaw and Phil Kenny, also former councilmen here in Ward B in Jersey city. They have been doing a phenomenal job getting groceries um, to seniors and some of our most Vulnerable population. So we just want to thank you guys for the good work that you are doing and continue to do for residents of Ward B, but also for Jersey City as a whole, because they they've been really great um, working with people across the community. I also wanted to thank a couple of our local um, restaurants and delis: St. Mark's Deli and Pizzeria, More Life Cafe, Superhero Subs, The Miss America Diner. Prince of Pizza, and also just outside of the ward, but but are right on the on the boundary is um, Chicken Delight. I know that there are many other restaurants that have been donating food. But these these guys I know of personally because I've worked with them on a couple different projects. So we really want to say thank you. Um, if you guys happen to go out of the house or want to call for delivery, please make sure that you you know thank these guys for the work that they're doing to get food to our workers on the front lines, um, whether it's the police department, fire department, um, our two hospitals, Jersey City Medical Center, CarePoint, and two other frontline workers. Um, It's really, really lovely. Um, Also, Jersey & Co, um, gelato shop, they have been giving some donations as well. So we'd really like to thank them. And if you happen to go into More Life Cafe, they are refilling water bottles with no purchase necessary. Um, So that's another nice little thing that they're doing. Um, There's also a number of residents I know that have donated food and sent it over to the West District and to our hospitals. And to that, I want to say thank you to all of you. Um, I see the work that you're doing. We all see the work that you're doing. Uh, We just want to, you know, they're, I want to make sure I don't miss anybody, um, but I know that the one of our local moms groups, um, Marion Roger, Jen Morel, and so many others are really getting together and, and just showing everyone how much they care and how much we care for each other. Now, there are also a couple of organizations that are outside of Ward B, but are servicing our residents and are really have really stepped up in a major way. Um, and One of those is Angela Cares. Um, Assemblywoman Angela McKnight and her team have been doing an extraordinary job making sure that our seniors have what they need and working with our health department um, to make sure that seniors get groceries as they're transitioning onto our Meals on Wheels program. And I also want to, you know, say thank you to the Hudson County Hunger Project. They are doing work making sure that um, seniors are also getting meals, and also making sure that their businesses are still working, and that they're, you know, they're still able to make sure that their employees are able to get a paycheck and stay employed. So, if you have an opportunity, please do check them out. Um, if you all hear or know of anybody that's doing great work that should be recognized please reach out to my office. We want to make sure that we are sharing the good stories. You know, things that are kind of making us feel good and helping us get through this time. Now, um, we did have one question um, regarding some insight into um, unemployment for gig workers. And if you go to the state website, mj.gov, Um, They have, uh, first of all, a chart of where you can go um, to apply for unemployment benefits. And for that, specifically to freelancers and independent contractors, it's myunemployment.nj.gov. Now, this money, as I understand, is coming from the CARES Act, which is the federal program. So um, go ahead and fill out the form. Um, you may be asked to do an interview and and know that once you've been approved for that, the money will come from that pot of money. Um, so it's slightly separate from uh, the New Jersey um, state unemployment, um, but that information is forthcoming. And I will also reach out to the individual who asked about that to give you some specific information. So I hope that helps. I would like to um, talk a little bit about the importance of the US Census um, and how important it is for people to be filling out their forms. Right now, the state average is about 50% of residents in various municipalities um, have their forms filled out. In Jersey City, we're at 33%. And we really need those numbers to be higher. The census, determines the funding that we get as a city for our schools, for our hospitals, for our infrastructure. And as we're learning through this crisis, it's, you know, just how vital these services are for us. And we are, you know, pretty sure we're going to be the biggest city in the state once this is done. But in order to be that city, we need to make sure everyone is counted. So, On the next episode, I will have um, some people on to talk about the U.S. Census and ways to make sure that you and your neighbors are all counted. So I'd like to thank you all for tuning in to our inaugural podcast. We look forward to many more. Uh, Please know that um, the resources and information on some of the organizations um, will be available to you in the episode description So please check back there. We'll also include some additional information that wasn't talked about specifically on the podcast. Um, Have a good week. Stay safe. Be well. And we look forward to speaking with you later.